0: Welcome to the Wednesday edition of The Matrix, because I am taking my little family to Disney World in the last week, so we won't be meeting. Um, So we're kind of like packing it in to get all our stuff and to get coaching. So today we're talking about abundant action. I have some notes, and then I will open it up for coaching as well at the end, um, because I wanted to kind of build on the conversation that we started on uh, Monday, right? Scarcity shifting it into abundant, abundant thinking is like one of those conversations. It's like so big that like truly an hour is like just like a little, a little glimpse, right? Like there's so many nuances and so many examples and places that it shows up and there's different layers of it and different levels of our business. And so today's just like a continuation of what we started. And so one of the biggest things that I wanted to share is that I'm actually going to, I like, I like to see it written down so you guys can screenshot it or whatever. So I'm going to kind of like, um, take some. I guess notes. Um so, so abundant action <clears throat> and one of the things the biggest premise of what today we're going to talk about is that abundant action is fueled by a desire for more, not fueled by like a fear of lack. And what this can look like, and I think we've probably talked about these examples before. um when you sell, right? The fear of not making money or your business not working can lead you to take an action like post or, um, talk about your coaching program or reach out to people, right? The actions might look the same, but the fuel is so different when we're motivated, motivated and remembering this is because we want to, right? And so like, for me, this was a huge thing. Cause sometimes um, we start our business because we want to, right? No one has to be an entrepreneur. No one was forced to be an entrepreneur. We all chose this. And that feeling creates a lot of creativity, a lot of ease, a lot of kind of like that, like excitement, momentum. And then we get into like the the nitty gritty parts of business and we can accidentally like create shoulds, right? Like I should be posting. I have to post. I have to market. I have to yeah. do reach outs. I have to make this podcast episode. I have to get on my stories today or whatever, And that sucks all the momentum and all like the magic out of what entrepreneurship is. And so one of the quickest ways to get back into like motivation and and that magical feeling of entrepreneurship is to remember like you want to be here. And from that place, even if the action is the same, right? You're posting, you're doing, you're reaching out, you're meeting new people, you're marketing, you're selling or whatever, it feels different than, than lack. And this can be really sneaky because sometimes we don't realize that we stopped focusing on the desire and we slipped into running away from lack. Right. But in my experience, and, and I'm sure you guys have examples of this in your own life, like we feel the best and we have the most profound words come to us and we have, um, you know just it's a different quality of action that we take when we're like i want to be here i want to help people i want to coach to write to create content um and so you could even just do like a quick check in like how often were you aware of that when you were taking action in the past few days like that you were really like conscious of like i want to be here i choose this i do not have to do this i think that that kills kills dreams but also kills like the magic of what we get to do um And so that's the first, like the foundational part of abundant action. The next one is it's service oriented. Okay. Um, I think for a lot of you guys, you would do more for other people than you would for yourself, which is, it's interesting when we, when we look at that, but it's kind of true sometimes, right? Like we would, we're more willing to do something for other people than we are for ourselves. And we can use that. Um, especially when you're feeling stuck or like unmotivated or uninspired, like really getting, I mean, okay. um, like really getting into the mindset of what our people are going through. One, this is a really inspiring way to like create create content or offers, um, to get you out of your own head, right? Like this isn't about me. That's like a this, that's a thought that I think a lot, that um I've probably talked about before. But if you've been feeling stuck or like I don't know what to say, I don't know, I don't know if this is gonna work or like no one cares. It's like this isn't about me. This is about the person on the receiving end. And so I think abundant action is almost always service focused. Yes, you can make money. That's really fun, Um, but service is always a byproduct. I mean, money is always a byproduct of service. Okay, next piece is that it's not frantic or forced. And what I want to add here um, is that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's comfortable, right? Sometimes the actions that are going to move your business forward are the ones that you're really afraid to do or that feel the most uncomfortable, but that's different than like that frantic or like forced. And typically this is what I would, um, when I like observe, it's like over action. Like it's like so much that it's like hard to follow or it doesn't make sense or it feels all over the place. And to me, abundant action is like a really not methodical because methodical feels slow to me, but it's like conscious it's, it's a decided action. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're free from like being afraid or uncomfortable. In fact, if you want a quick way to like hack what you need to do, what makes you feel the most nervous to do, what makes, what feels the most uncomfortable to do. That's probably what needs to be done. Um, in the beginning, For me, like what felt uncomfortable was like actually reaching out to real human beings, right? Like not just posting, but like really making real conversations. And I also knew that's what would move my business forward more than anything I could say online, right? Um, Because that was totally within my control. And so um, that's the next piece is that abundant action is always within our control, right? I can't make someone hire me or buy my thing but I can control if I make an offer today. Right. And I think that that's helpful. If you've been feeling like overwhelmed by, I I actually, I think I created, no, I, I don't think this isn't a podcast, but I was talking to someone about how social media is like space. Maybe we were talking about it on Monday. We were talking about this on Monday um, and you can't fill it up, right? Like there's so much room for us to create content That creating content, sharing offers, sending a DM to someone, pitching my services or myself to a podcast, um, posting in a Facebook group, following up with someone who told me no six months ago, like those kinds of things are within my control. I can't make someone hire me or buy my stuff, but I can focus on what's within my control. And that's another way to tap into like that abundant action because there's some things that are out of your control. And one of the things that the quickest way to get back on track is to focus what's within your control. And um, someone that I love to follow, I've talked about him a lot. His name's Alex Hermosi And he talked about that we fall in love with the activities, right? That we're not in love with the results because the results, we don't know exactly when they're going to come. And what this means for you is like, you fall in love with creating content, right? You focus on all these things when you create content. You, lo- you imagine someone that's going to be deeply served by your content. You focus on what you want, not on what you don't want. You're thinking this isn't about me and it's, you're conscious of it. You, you spend time with it. You're not trying to just bust it out um, to check a list. Like you're really thoughtful about it. And you see that content is within your control. How much you write, how much you post is absolutely within your control. Right. And when we imagine the ripple effect of this one piece of content or this one offer and we imagine lives getting better, like that feels abundant. And when you sell, when you market, like it has a different quality to it than if you're like, ah, I need to decide a client, ah, I need to make money, ah, I need to get this done, right? Like it's, it's a different quality. And I think in our day and age, this the game is quality, right? It is impact. And so what the the double edged sword of that is is I don't want you to get stuck there where it's perfectionistic, right? We don't want to like get stuck in our heads so that we're, we're not creating but I think asking ourselves to rise to a level of excellence is within our control. And to me, that's abundant action as well. Okay. Um, And then the last piece of this is, is this creating the ultimate result I want? And this is where I think there's a huge difference between um, action, like learning because action can feel or learning can feel like you're taking action, taking courses, watching coaching, Um, like even this call, if you take nothing from this call, it's, it doesn't serve you. Right. And so part of our action is like, is this actually creating the result I want? And for me, this is something that I'm always asking myself, like, is this actually like creating something? Right. And this is how I distinguish what to learn and what not to learn. Um, because it has to be beneficial to the result that I want, right. It has to lead me in the right direction. I could, we could all get lost on YouTube podcasts, all of it right? And it feels like we're making progress towards our goals. For me, like I remember like one time, have you got, I'm sure you guys have had. this, like I watched so many YouTube channel, like videos in a row that like, I kind of like, wait, where'd my workday go? it did not move me closer at all. And so one of the filters, it's like, okay, how am I going to use this? How am I going to use this? And I actually like, this is how you should consume all content because sometimes even if something is true, it doesn't mean it's useful, right? And so the difference might be like, you know, you need to start a blog. Let's say you want to start a blog because that's another way to for someone to, to get familiar with your work and get to know you before they buy from you. And then you're like, okay, like, I'm going to Google like how to start a blog. And like, that's, that's going to be on my action list for today. You could spend hours watching YouTube videos about blogs and reading blogs and maybe buying a course about blogs and never actually start your blog. And so when we ask ourselves, how am I going to use this? And maybe, and when, um, I think it, I think it forces us to use what we have, which is resourcefulness. And that's the next, um, I guess the, the final piece Um, of this whole idea of like abundant action is like being resourceful means you are in, in motion, right? We're not just learning endlessly because that feels really good. It feels good to learn and to learn like challenge our thinking and learn a new skill and how did they do it? And what do they say about this? And then by the end of the day, it's like, what action did you actually take? That's going to lead you closer to your goals. And resource, to me, resourcefulness isn't just learning without application. It really is learning to apply as quickly as you can. That's, that's another piece is like immediate implementation. If you watch, it's one of the things that I, I think through, if I go on a a walk and listen to a podcast, for example, I try to be a different human by the time I come back, like what has changed within me? That's gonna make me more valuable to you guys. Make me more valuable to my clients. Help me create better content. How am I actually gonna use this? Because then my action becomes more abundant over time. It's not just passing the time, or like that kind of like that passive versus active action, or uh, what's the other? I can't remember. If you if you can think of it, passive versus oh massive. <laughs> I can't think of the word massive action. Part of abundant action isn't just like the energetics behind what we do. It really is doing something until it works. Nothing will soothe your scarcity, like being in motion towards the goals you want, right? It's so, we can get so in our heads. We can get lost in the sea of content and how many people are doing what we want to do. Um, We can get like, literally, like we can talk ourselves into self-doubt by comparing what other people do. and then. What I have found is sometimes it's just moving, right? Writing a blog post, creating content with the focus of service, the, focusing on what I want, like all the things that we just talked about. Um, and I, I found that I don't have room for doubt if I'm taking the steps, right? And so if if you've been feeling like I don't know, a lot of you guys, I think you've had some wins, and now you want more wins. <laughs> and one of the mistakes that I I know that I've made is sometimes the action that I take, like I stopped doing because maybe things worked and now I want to learn this new skill or I get in this new program or whatever. And I stopped doing the things that led me to the act or the, the results that I wanted. And so part of our work is to remember the things that worked and continue to do them even as they work, if that makes sense. So if you know, creating content, making offers, meeting people, um, doing reach outs or, you know, Hosting free calls or doing a masterclass or whatever has served a purpose, and then you stopped doing it. Maybe it's time to try it again. And so, for me, like the abundance mindset and, and moving from scarcity, all of these things compound over time, right? This isn't going to be a one and done. You're like, okay, like awesome. I got it. I'm going to take action until I get there. It's like, no, you're going like to keep taking action. Um, Grant Cardone says massive actions. And I really liked that nuance because sometimes we can feel proud of ourselves for like getting that one piece of content done or, or whatever, maybe one reach out one consult, but it's really feeling the mindset of like an abundance of actions so much so that our results become inevitable. And so I, I wanted to just kind of quickly talk the last thing I'm going to share before I open up for coaching, because I kind of want to get into like what action you're trying to take and, and how I can support you that way. Um, is that this idea of like masculine and feminine action. Okay. Um, because sometimes like we talked about like consuming content, it feels like you're making progress, but you're not. And if you haven't been seeing the progress you want, my, my feeling is that you probably need to take more masculine action, which masculine action is visible, right? We see it. I can't see you. I mean, I could watch you listen to a podcast, right? Like, I guess I could, I could see it, but like, there's nothing produced, right? When we're in masculine action, we're producing something. And most of our exhaustion or our mental fatigue comes from the other side of action, which is more of the the feminine Action, which is like thinking about what you're gonna do, trying to learn new skills. Maybe you're, um, you know, trying to make a decision, and instead of actually making the decision, you're thinking about a decision or talking to people about a decision, right? And so, evaluating what you're doing based on what is this producing after you've created results, then you can evaluate and refine it and tweak it. And I think that for me, like that's that's the most uncomfortable part is like actually doing the work that could be critiqued you have to risk something, right? If I send a DM to someone trying to pitch myself to their podcast, they might say, no, it's, it's risky. And that, but that masculine action is what moves our business forward. And then some of you guys are going to fall on this side where there's not enough of the the femininity stuff. And I I wanted to take a moment um, and talk a little bit about that before we get into coaching. And for me, there's this piece where it's like, when you've done enough, you almost have to like make a declaration. Like this is enough. Like this is good or else you're on this hamster wheel. Like never knowing if what you're doing is good enough. Right. Okay. Like I did a bajillion posts and I reached out to 10 hundred people. I'm, I'm fantasizing, but like, you know what I mean? Like being on this hamster wheel of action, 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 never feeling like enough is a quick way to burn out. And so part of the puzzle is to take conscious action, to take abundant action. And almost like a declaration, like this is good. Like this post was good. This blog post or this podcast was good. This consultation was good. And kind of like that reinforcement, like I'm enough. Because it almost feels like a unending sea of trying to make our dreams a reality if we don't have our own back. And I think that that's an important part of like the mindset piece of our action is like, I'm good and maybe I'll improve it in quantum play, I shared the idea of something can be perfect, but not complete. And I really like this idea because it, it basically speaks to that never ending journey of entrepreneurship, right? There's not really like a final destination. Cause once we get to the destination, we just decide we want something else, right? And we start working towards that. And so you can be perfect on the way by declaring what you did was good enough, having your own back, seeing it as like, I did the best that I could. How can I make it better in the future? What information do I have now that I can improve it? Okay. So I want to open it up with, with this context in mind of like taking action, massive actions (laughs) until you get the result with the energy of abundance, with the energy of desire, not lack. And I want to coach you guys on what's coming up for you in your own business. And it can be pretty much whatever you're working on. Just like what action are you taking? What's working? What's not working? Where are you getting stuck? And we'll just do a hot seat style. So whoever wants to jump on first, go for it. Unmute yourself and let me know what's going on. And while someone's deciding to get on, I just wanted to offer again, I'll say this every time, but what is what is useful for you will be useful for others on the call. So you don't need to judge it as like, is this worthy of being coached? Just bring it and I promise it'll be useful to everyone on the call. I'll go if no
1: one awesome. else
2: hey, Rebecca. No, I love it, I love it. What's coming up for you? I'm always up for being coached. Um, yeah, I don't even know kind of where I wanna go with this. Um, I think maybe it, it's more, I'm questioning what my actions should be. Um so I have like my one-on-one, um, which I'm trying to fill more spaces now for November. And then I've got my group, which I've filled, which is great. Um and I guess in terms of like I have a lot of shoulds. Like I I yeah, obviously I want I want to as well, like post on social media and I need to grow an email list and I want to start a podcast, and I'm excited about all these things, but I guess my brain has been a bit like, well, how often should I be emailing or should I um, be posting on my stories more or should I even bother with TikTok? And it's kind of, this might not even be, you said not to worry about whether it's worth getting coached on. Maybe it's not. Um, yeah. I think maybe I'm I'm kind of doubting what action to take um, yeah. and The way to do it and I'm like and when you're saying about YouTube and stuff like I'm constantly like looking to other people to tell me and maybe that's not the um the right thing to do either
0: no yeah well I think learning is useful right like that's an action that I think like learning is an action that can be beneficial if it's for a purpose right instead of like Mm. like the word that comes to like instead of like buffering the action that you know you want to take um, and so I feel like for you, Rebecca, like right now, it's more of like filling your pipeline. It's not necessarily something you need right mm-hmm. now. Is that true? And you what, future client right for me. Now? Sorry, say that again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, yeah, like, I, I got like consults being booked and people inquiring, um, which is great and I think maybe even that I'm I maybe in a bit disbelief that like I've even got to this point and I'm kind of like this was all some weird fluke and it's all going to disappear and what yeah. am I meant to do to like keep this going and yeah yeah I feel like who's let me be in charge of a business like <laughs> kind
0: <of thing>. yeah. <laughs> which is um funny <laughs> yeah well it's funny like I think the same like parenting business all that I'm like they just let me do it <laughs> Let right. me um, do this. When I was at Million um, no movie, I remember getting like my first payment just through like, I think it was like through Venmo or something. And I was like, is this legal? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why it's important, kind of what we talked about a little bit ago of like almost like a declaration like, this is good. Mm. I did this. And uh, yeah, celebration. Like, have you slowed down to just like, like, kind of like, hey, look what I did? No. And I know I need to get better at doing yeah Um, Yeah. because I saw you filled your group you you posted that in the Facebook group right yeah like did you ever take a moment to be like I got 20 people into a group a coaching group
2: kind of but I'm very quick to be like like it's and I know this is what classic brains are going to do is it was suddenly then well now it's I've got to make sure it's amazing because I probably think it's all. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to your brain just wants to jump straight to the the next problem
0: yeah which makes you efficient it makes you a high achiever so it's like that's not necessarily always bad because mm. you're you're going to fill your pipeline and keep doing things to improve but on the flip side you're not taking credit for what you created
2: yeah yeah that's
0: true. because maybe there's this like subtle programming in your mind that's like this isn't real, or I don't know how I did this. Can this happen again? And you almost need to like silence that part of your mind by like, look what I created. I can do this again. I can do this yeah. over and over again because I created this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess like trusting myself to do
1: that. And I pick how. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could make you answer that question. How did you do it? you know you probably know Um, yeah so I just
2: kept posting on social media sent them loads of emails more than I felt comfortable with (laughs) (laughs) um I think this is where I get stuck as well sometimes I'm like I understand the model and I teach my clients about how their thoughts create their results but for some reason in my own business it's like I don't really that doesn't click for me Mm -hmm. so when I think back I'm like well it you know I only you know I I achieved this because I took all these actions um the thought that my belief wasn't important um which I know that isn't a very useful way to look at it when it's like but I'm, I'm like negating that what I believe has any kind of impact on it
0: yeah yeah, it, it's interesting that it's like business is different. It wasn't my thoughts mm. that created my results.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
0: that's literally it. Yeah. Instead of asking your brain, like, what thought did create this result?
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, like I remember before, when I I was at like seven people and I wanted twenty, and I was like, partner was like, oh, this is you know, I've got two days, I'm never gonna fill it. Like, just give up. And then I I like. Did some coaching on it. And I remember just thinking, like, you know, like, no, there are 13 more people that want this. Yeah. There are people that want it. So I guess that was the thought that drove the feeling and the action. It's
0: powerful. And (laughs) it's, yeah, you can remember, like, if you're ever in a launch or you need to create clients or whatever, it's like believing that people want it is a really powerful belief. It'll help you, like, you're copywriting, it'll help you keep taking action. Like, well, that list that we, I just made, it's very service-focused. 13 people. Yeah. This can benefit 13 people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's given myself that credit instead of just being like, well, I just happened to do the right thing. And yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah. it was all a fluke. And, yeah. yeah. It's like it came from my brain.
0: It came from your brain.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So more can come. And this... This is kind of not related to that at all. But would you say once you've kind of got a pipeline and, and you know, things, um, you know, clients and, and kind of going smoothly, do you kind of still do like freebies or like things to try and build your email list? Yeah. Um. Because I think at the moment I'm like, should I be trying to get people on my email list should i like i'm trying to get people to sign up for one-on-one and i feel a bit like i'm not sure how what i should be doing how many spots left do you have for one-on-one um well it's for november time because i've actually just filled for october so in november i want to get seven more people
0: Mm -hmm. so everything like i just want you like pipeline like that's the word that you're doing you're filling people in your pipeline so that when november comes there's demand so asking people mm. to their email list, creating content, all the things that you've done. It's just, you're extending the time horizon for like a launch. Mm. Okay. okay. So yeah, so still more just of what you've already there. done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I'm just overthinking it. So yeah, that helps. You are like, I, I think you are probably cause it just feels new, but like that's that same like feeling of like, I did this, like, I know how to do it again. What did I do? Oh I create yeah. content. I got people on my email list. I serve them. And then I made powerful calls to action when it was time. Same, same yeah. process. I think even
2: just that thought for me just is such a shift. Like, I know what I'm doing. I think yeah. I'm just so used to telling myself I don't know what I'm doing that and it just feels true, but it's not. I do know
0: what I'm doing. You do <laughs> but I didn't know I knew what I was doing okay yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah that's a, I mean put that's that helpful. on a sticky note somewhere I know what I'm doing yeah I think I'm doing it <laughs> it. thank you I love it thanks Rebecca hey anyone else want to hop on the hot seat I do hey Cindy what's that
1: so um I started writing yes. yay I love it <laughs> um which is really cool um and then no, I truly believe that uh, my path is totally guided by uh, the spirit showing me the way. Basically, yeah, my path that either change my direction or um, keep me on the same direction, on the same path that I'm on. And so I jumped into this and so excited about it. And then um, yesterday, um, I got a call a little bit earlier than I usually wake up, <laughs> about three, um, from one of my daughters. and My other daughter um, is basically having serious crisis. And. Um, so I guess, you know, and I knew, I mean, she has been having these problems for years and we've been getting her help for that until COVID hit. And then she didn't want to meet with her therapist over the phone. She thought it was ineffective. And so now it's kind of blown up really big. And so I guess... Now I'm thinking I want, you know, like, I want to put all of my attention on her. And, and I think, you know, we had already started, like, talking because I read that book, um, How to Do the Work, and I thought, oh, this could be, like, life-changing for uh, my daughter and our family and how we see each other and how, you know what I perceived as my failures as a parent were could you know, maybe, because I didn't know how to deal with somebody who has, you know, severe depression and I was just doing the best I could. Yeah. Uh, but then I think, you know, but I failed in so many ways, which is part of life. And, and I don't, you know, berate myself for that. But now I see how I could have, been better if only I'd had the resources and things like that. So now I'm like, okay, so how much obviously I want to give her every possible chance to thrive and become amazing and uh, reach her goals and you know, feel like she is loved and Mm -hmm all of those things, but I'm not exactly sure how I make that fit now um, now that she's really an adult you know I mean, she's 24 and mm-hmm. um, and so I guess I just need some coaching on that it's still okay to go forward with writing yeah. and that I don't have, even though I kind of know that I don't have to spend every minute with her and make sure that she's safe. And um, that if I am living the life that I have always lived and tried to live close to the spirit, that I will know what to say and what to do and the person to be to help her without putting the rest of my life on hold.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's interesting because it's rooted in a belief. Like how, how do I help her? And it's like, do you have to spend all day with her? Like, what's your belief? Like the more time you spend with her, the better it will be.
1: No, I mean, and I feel that that's really not true, but Mm -hmm. the mama in me wants to be with her every minute. Yeah. And, you know, make sure that she's not, um, Indulging in those behaviors which cause her to feel this way,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and now I know so much more about you know how your thoughts really create your actions and yeah and so a part of me is like why oh, can't you just see that yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like stop it I mean you're you're 50 years old and you didn't really get this a, double, you know, right. a year ago or whatever. And so give her a break. And um, and then the next minute I'm like, oh, I just wanted to do everything for her. But I know that it's impossible. I can't.
0: Yeah. And you don't want to.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to. I know that that's not the way to go. I don't know.
0: I think the question I might ask you is like, what do you want to create with her?
1: I want to create a great relationship where, you know, she, she knows that no matter what I love her, um, because as we were like kind of going through some of the things in, um, that book, she was like, um, Will, will you still love me even if I choose a different path than what you think I should be on? And I'm like, of course. Yeah. You know? And so I just feel like with depression, you know, it's a tricky thing, right? Because I've only had like one little tiny glimpse into it um, after I had my brain surgery. I went into like this deep depression. And so I knew what it was like, but it was very short. And I am by nature totally optimistic and see everything with rose colored glasses. And so um, to have somebody who it's not something that's temporary, something mm-hmm. she'll probably battle her whole life how to how to be the person she needs me to be
0: <laughs> yeah well my question is, is do you see your daughter as a powerful person oh yeah okay because she needs to feel that from you so the way that I see depression um, it's a circumstance in her life for some people for some people it's a feeling right it sounds like for your daughter it's like a circumstance like maybe bio- biological or trauma or something that's outside of what feels like her control. And so you need, the lens you see your daughter through, I think it'll help you make empowered decisions about you too, is seeing her as a powerful person and seeing yourself as a powerful person. Hey. She, you said she's 24? Yeah. Is she living with you? Um, no,
1: so she was, until a few months ago so she was down at BYU during COVID and Mm -hmm. had roommates who were like COVID afraid and Mm -hmm. so she was totally isolated for two years but I didn't see I think I didn't realize how that was affecting yeah everything so she was gonna go to law school And, you know, she wanted to defend the Constitution. And then all of that, like, disappeared because she's like, she equates school with something that is torturous and lonely and sad. Yeah. And so the idea of going back to school is crazy to her. So she moved in with us for a year. And then she just two months ago
0: might have been three now, moved out with some friends. Okay. So even, so to kind of go back to what you originally said about like, not knowing how you're going to finish your book and get what you want done and take care of your daughter. Um, the, I I know that you don't believe you need to spend every waking minute with your daughter, Right. right? And so your, your work is really to remind yourself how powerful you are and how powerful she is that she's a grown woman and can make decisions without you and you're a grown woman and can make your book happen even, even in crisis for someone, like while crisis is happening for someone else, someone that you love. Do you believe that? I think I
1: want to. Because, uh, you know, I mean, she calls and she's like, no, I just can't do this. I I need you to take care of me. You know, I I need to. I mean, what do I how do I make how do I make myself feel powerful and her powerful? You know?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's tricky because I know that you you love her and you you want obviously want to solve her problems. Um it might be something that you have to talk to her therapist. I don't know if you have a relationship with the therapist about, I don't know, like her condition or what she really, really needs, but separating out like what you're willing to do for her and what you're not willing to do for her is, I think is going to be a really important decision that you make. You know, are you going to answer every single phone call? I don't know. You, you, I mean, like, that's just one example, but like how far are you willing to go to try? Like, are you willing to do more for her than she will for herself? Well,
1: I can't because then she can't heal, right?
0: Right. I mean, so what does that actually look like? I don't, like I said, I don't know the, exa- the, the specific details, but I think that's the lens that you go into all your decision-making with is like, she's a powerful person. I'm a powerful person. What am I willing to do for her as her mother and what am I not willing to do? And, and how can I articulate that with love, of course, and compassion for her? So
1: basically sitting, maybe say, taking some time and sitting with that and really thinking what that would look like in a relationship, writing down what I think those might be and what our boundaries might be. Yeah. And then figuring out how to voice those things in a way that makes her feel powerful and myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, the right kind of boundary is going to make her feel like she she can handle some things on her own. Um, The other belief that I know a lot of moms have is that our children need us. Do you yeah, think I want that you, not to be true. Yeah, our kids don't need us, right? They need to eat food, they need yeah. a shelter, um, they need water and medical care sometimes. But we want to be in our children's life, which is a different, different motivation. It's a different feeling, right? And then it's more like, it just allows you to be more conscious about the decisions you make, right? My my daughter does not need need me. She's an empowered woman who's struggling for sure. She's going through a period of struggle, but you see what she's capable of. I want to support her. I want to be there for her on certain conditions and terms that I agree to because you're using your own agency to make empowered choices as her mom. How does that feel? really good and this is like one of those things that like this is just like cracking open a conversation i highly recommend that you can like continue thinking about this might be an ongoing conversation you have with her um because i think something that might be helpful for her is to feel the true belief that she can handle this That you're not just saying that that you really demonstrate like you can do this and you don't need me all the time because i believe you can do this right
1: good it feels really good
0: yeah feel into it and then like I'm sure that after the conversation you might have more thoughts and, <laughs> and stuff to work through but I think that's an empowered place to start the conversation and from the book awesome. perspective just because so I, I you're welcome and then just from the book perspective like don't give up your dream in like in in the belief that like you can't do this I know you can't I know you can write your book and handle this at the same time.
1: I know it all gets down to that scarcity, right? But I yeah. don't have the time to do both and yeah. I don't have the emotional yeah. energy to do both. But none of that is true.
0: No, no, it's not. Time is created, right? Um, the way that we yeah. use our time is based on how we think about time. And also like thinking about your daughter and worrying about your daughter is not actually taking care of your daughter. Right. And so you might be very mindful of like you sitting at home, not writing your book, but just worrying about your daughter, isn't serving your daughter and it's not serving you.
1: That's funny. Cause I used to, my mom always had this phrase. She'd always say she was very, um, I don't want to say negative, but sort of negative. She would just say, I worry all the time. She would start sentences with that phrase all the time. Yeah. And, um, I actually took care of her, um, right. As for the couple of years right before she passed and Mm. I was working so hard to get her to never use that phrase because it doesn't help you at all
0: right yeah I think it's Eckhart Tolle that says like worry pretends to be useful um it doesn't help right it doesn't stop the bad things from happening and it just robs you of the present moment and so I I really I try to eliminate all worry if I want to be proactive and I want to be a creator right I might call some, like, if I'm if I'm sitting there worried about, you know, my mom, I'm going to call her, be like, mom, are you okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of just like, oh, I hope she makes the right decision. Oh, I hope she's okay. Right? Or like, can I do something for you? And if that's not on yes. my agenda or if that's not, I don't have time for that, I can't worry. What can I create in this moment? And I go right back into being a powerful creator because that's where my power is. It's not in wondering what could happen. Um, worrying about what could happen. So I would just eliminate that. If you find yourself worrying, just like, like, enough. Like, this is not useful. I love it. It Okay, you're awesome, Cindy. Good luck.
1: Thank
0: you. Okay, anyone else want to jump on the hot seat? Nicole, you're here. Do you want to come on the hot seat? I don't know if you can. I just haven't been able to chat with you. Hi. Hi, yes. How are you? My camera on, (laughs) hi (laughs) guys. I'm eating lunch (laughs) I love it well if you it's okay if you don't want I just wanted to say hi but if you wanted some coaching um this would be a good time I mean my heart is like pounding because
3: there's just so much to be coached on
0: all right perfect that's time to get (laughs) coached okay well here we go yeah I
3: am in this like crazy transition of my life right now sorry let me follow my food, my lunch, but so the last nine years I've had this amazing business and last year and it's been going good. And then last year we started seeing like some red flags in our business and we were like really looking at the data of it all. And we realized that the direction that we were going no longer made sense data wise. And so Mm -hmm we decided to pivot out of the MLM space, which you know that Amber, but I'll just kind of catch people yeah. up with what's going on. So we decided to pivot out of that space and I've always worked, you know, since I was like 14, I've always worked. And so once we like pivoted out of that space, we felt really, really good about it. Um, we felt, we were very prayerful about it. We were very mindful about it. We looked at all of the different, you know, scenarios of things and but then we made the decision and we did it and it was not received well and it has been since May and I feel like since May it's been really interesting to witness um things I I I I I re-listened Monday's call and one thing that stood out to me I mean all of it stood out to me it was an amazing call and I'm not even finished listening to it but like, it's supposed to happen because it is happening. And like, and I just like keep on reminding myself of that when I am resistant to it. And I'm like, this shouldn't be happening. How is this happening? How did we get here? You know, like last year we hit our biggest year yet. And yet here we are like almost losing the business, like losing it all. And so It's been a hard transition. I know that like I'm leaving out so many pieces, (laughs) so many elements, but like, you know, for the sake of time and so many things, but like, I'm in this place where like, I'm not working right now. I'm a stay at home, full-time stay at home mom now, because we had to cut our entire staff down. It's just me and my husband and like maybe two other people and we're moving, having to move out of our warehouse. And really like figure out like what is happening so it's like hard when it's been working I guess you if you want to say working for us the last nine years and then what I feel like out of nowhere even though it kind of has been this like it's been about a year but I do feel like it has it, it has been kind of out of nowhere and So it's like, okay, what do I do now? And so like, I've been listening to a lot of your calls and a lot of your podcasts and like, and applying that, you know, those to my life. I've been doing a lot of work and being just mindful of the present and mindful of like, like, and I liked the exercise of, you know, being grateful for the past, the future and the present. I haven't done that yet, but I'm like looking forward to doing that because I feel like I'm been focusing on like, okay, there There are so many blessings amongst this hardship of my life. Like, you know, I feel like I'm in this state of grief because I am mourning, like, what was and what I thought was going to be in my business. And now it's like, so not at all what that was. And even when we made this decision to pivot, I felt like, oh, I looked at, like, this is what I want it to be. This is what I want it to look like. And I just feel like I'm in this, like, wool and like this place of just like I don't really even know where to go or what to do because like my kids I had to like I had a nanny and I had to like go my nanny because we can't pay for her right now and and I'm trying not you know to be conscious of like the the wording but it is like okay but this is also my reality yeah you know and yeah like wealth consciousness. Like I read Happy Pocket Full of Money and I freaking love that book. And so it has changed, it has changed me. And i I made my husband read it and I'm making all my friends read it. Like it is such <laughs> yeah. a good book. And then like I read the abundance book. I didn't do the 40 days. So it's yes. just like I feel like I'm I'm doing all the right things. Yeah. And but yet I still and I'm I feel like I'm in a place where I'm a little bit more hopeful every day. I'm a little bit more like, okay, like. And even though like nothing's really changed, you know, I'm still, but I, I'm still just, you know, I don't know. Like it's such like a weird space to be in right now. Have
0: you read the way I'm in a mastery? weird
3: space, the way of mastery.
0: Yeah. Have you read it? No,
3: I haven't. Okay. I've
0: There's never heard line, of it. It's really good. There's a line in there that like really serves what you're in right now. We're never a victim to circumstance, even the ones we created. Right. Mm. And so, yeah. And I can feel the shift in you, like mindfulness to me, I like love mindfulness. And to me, it's just the beginning, right. Of like being an entrepreneur, because you can be grateful and Zen about your situation. And I feel like that's a great place to start now. I've
3: tried, but then I've gotten angry and I've gotten
0: really like, what do you want to create now? What are you working on? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you and your husband are working on. Like, what are you building now?
3: You know what? We're in this place of like, trying to like, just keep it afloat for right now because like, we have to move out of our space, but we don't know where we're going. Um, we had, we, and I mean, this is personal information, but we had to file for a chapter 11 restructure yeah, You know, and, and that was really hard. That's a hard pill for me to swallow, yeah. even to say out loud, like we haven't really shared it with anybody. And so like, because we're in this like legality of it all too, yeah. it's like, like I just feel stuck. And it's like, I almost feel like we, we have so much product in our warehouse. So I, I, we're not in a space where we can create more product and bring more product in. But I do feel like when we do promote sales or email like people, like when you were talking yesterday or Monday um i listened to it yesterday you were talking about just like um like does it still work and it's just like i know that it still works because people are still buying our product on our website and that's all we're doing that's all we can do right now is email marketing yeah like i'm not even posting on instagram i'm i'm like not even on instagram and so like it's just like i know our product i know our business is amazing i don't feel the need to walk away from it and i feel I feel like it's an amazing brand. And so many people love our brand. Like I see your little girls and I'm just like, she needs some thought dot smile in her life. I know like, I, I should buy some stuff. I'll go buy some from you. <laughs> no, I want to, I'll send you stuff. I'm more than happy to do. But like it, every little girl that like puts on our stuff, like you can just see the light in their eyes. You just yeah. see it. So I know that our brand is incredible. I know that it's, worthy of like still being something amazing you know Absolutely. so I want to see that I just don't I just feel like I'm in this place of like I don't know how I'm like I've never been in this space and I don't really like I'm still trying to figure it out
0: yeah you know so this is how I see like let's clear this um because like this is where like I've been in situation I haven't been in obviously like your exact situation but I've been in scenarios where I'm like what the bleep am I going to do? Yeah, totally. You will find a level, like, it's going to make me like a little bit emotional of like certainty within yourself that you are a powerful Mm -hmm. creator that like you couldn't have gotten if you didn't go through this. Right. Kind of like what you were saying. How do we know this is perfect for you because it's happening for you right now? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, you made this decision, like when you say May, and you're like right here, right. And you don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah. But like, for all, you know, everything that you're going through is going to create like a massive amount of abundance in the future. Like truly, like, I think about like these big, like big entrepreneurs, all of them have restructured or gone bankrupt at a certain point, And then they bounce back. Right. No one ever yeah. talked about this part though. <laughs> no, no
3: you're just in it. No, it's very, it's very much the, um, mucky middle of it all, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I've even gotten to the point where, you know, I'm really like, okay, net neutral with things because I'm at the point where I would like, I would get super hopeful, like, okay, this is it. This is God parting the red sea. This is mm-hmm. the miracle we've been waiting for. And then it just doesn't. Yeah. And I have been like knocked down and knocked down in every single, like, Like avenue that we've turned to, we've just hit a roadblock. And it almost was like, that's why like we have no other choice, but to file for restructure. And, and, you know, we've heard lots of stories of so many businesses doing this and it's not full blown chapter eight, but it's like, okay, this is a restructure. We can still keep our business. We can restructure things and, you know, pivot in a different direction. And it's just like, every I keep on reminding myself, like everything is working out for me. Like, instead of being like, so victimized to the situation which there are moments where I am in such a low place where I am victim I feel victimized I get really angry and really frustrated and mad at God and mad at the situation and how is this happening and but I do feel like this is shaped me into something that like there's no other way I could have ever been shaped yeah if I hadn't gone gone through this and like I'm still through it and so it's like it's you know there's moments where like I don't know who was talking and she's talking about depression, but it's like, there's days where like, I, I don't want to get out of bed. All I want to do is sleep because that's when I don't think about anything. Like I don't want to get up and I have to get up. I have my kids and like, I homeschool my kids. My kids are home all the time. And like, it's just this life that I am not used to living. Like I'm in this like weird, weird place. And so it's, but then like, there's, I think of just possibilities and I get excited about the possibilities, but then I don't want to get too excited because I have gotten excited and I've sat in vision for so many months. I, 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 I um, would just be so good about vision, visioning things. And, and then now I'm just like, well, like things have just haven't worked out. And so I, I just keep on like thinking like, okay, like this is all happening for me. And it's all happening for you, regardless of it, like being for your business but it's for you as an individual and your growth. And so it's just been like very, it's been like a very interesting couple of months, like figuring it all
0: out, you know? So have you ever heard the poem? Welcome to Holland. It sounds familiar. It's been a while. Maybe. What is it? Um, it's, a lot, a lot of people use it for parenting, like having like a special needs child or a child that that struggles with something. But it's basically this idea of like you're getting ready to go on a trip and you get everything ready to go to like Italy. like you're packing your bag, you're like imagining going you know to Venice and like all these cool things, right? Like you're imagining this really cool experience. And then you get on the plane and like you're like, we're going to Italy. like we've waited for this like for for months and years like we've been saving our money. like we're so excited to go to Italy and the flight announcement you know, welcome everyone, this flight is going to Holland. Um, The flight will be a couple hours and you're like, what? And they basically, it gets to this point where it's like, you can be in denial. You can be so upset that you didn't get to go to Italy, but you would miss like the windmills and the beauty and the people and the culture and the food of Holland, right? And so I I feel like that's what you just walked through or or, are walking through. What I want you to do is like, what's the vision now? Okay, you got it. Like you, you're in Holland, right? You're not in Italy. You made these choices. You're making (laughs) peace, but like, you started your company with the vision, uh, with a vision, and now it's changed. Like, you can't have the same vision because you're not the same woman. But what is the vision? Where are you going now? Do you know?
3: Yeah. No. I, 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 feel like I, I don't know. I feel like that's something I need to work on because for so many years I knew
0: and what, I like felt so strong
3: about it. And then it yeah. just, what was the vision? You know, it just, I mean, I feel like it was, I, it was like fulfilling myself, feeling like filling other people's cup through it. Like we did a lot of charity work. We did a lot of like our business was like able to like help other people have a business within their home you know and to like help them grow but then like so we would our purpose was we create smiles and build confidence and it wasn't necessarily in just the kids that wear our clothes but in the merchandisers that sold and also with like the charity work that we did like we worked with so many charities every year and you know we've, we've raised so much money for so many amazing charities and like and I think that's I think my ego wants to be like look at all the good that you've done and you just got taken away like do you think you can rebuild that again like how can you be that you were already such an amazing person like how and then look you lost it all because it's hard because when we made the pivot so many people were angry with us yeah and so people were like saying like nasty things to us online and like and then I get like scared of like posting and being who I am and who I want to be online what you know in fear of like people just judging me and shaming me. And it's like, people don't know the full truth. People don't know the full reality. They don't know what I've gone through to get to this place. And like, God knows my heart and he's the only person that I really should seek yeah. approval from yet. I still feel scared to show my face on social media, you know? And cause it's been so hard when like these, I felt safer with these people for so
0: many years. And then now
3: they're not, you know? And so Anyways, that was a
0: long answer to your, I kind of went on a tangent. They're not the people that are going to help you build the next vision though. There will well, be. Yeah.
3: And I feel like there's a reason why, like I told my husband, like, I guess, what did we expect? Like, these are the people that weren't working for us. They weren't work. It wasn't working. If it was working, it would have worked. Right. And so like it hadn't, it had ha- It wasn't working Yep. So we had to pivot and I guess these are the people that we're just trying to cleanse out and let free yeah. and let them find their own path. Yes. And, you know, it's, and it's and hard it's when it's like your you're business like, and you have to make a decision.
0: Yeah. And it's not like you're having a party. You're not like, Oh, sucks for you. Like you're walking through your own hell too. Right. Yeah. You're paying yeah. the price for a decision, a heavy one.
2: So it's, yeah.
0: not, I mean, they, and they might not ever know that they don't have to, but you can know that. Right. Yeah. And there's yeah. a reason that you made the decision you did. You're still writing this part of the story. Yeah. Like you have to like have a, have something to compel you, right. And not just like running away from this. It's like, what, what do you want to move yeah. towards? Yep. What was the dream yep. when you decided I, to, to pivot, to change
3: from an MLM? I think that like for a long time, we felt that it just was never good enough for our merchandisers. And we felt like they, there were a lot of reasons and like, it just like, it was hard. It was hard running a business in a direct sales program. Like it's, it's not something that I was ever drawn to. Like I've never sold anything like that. But Mm -hmm. like, it just felt right when we did it, like my parents' company does it and it worked for them. And so we just thought, okay, let's do it. And I feel like I was, we were chasing the calling over the, we were chasing the coin over the calling. Yeah, And it was like, I feel like we're. I, I'm pivoting and becoming more aligned with God and making God my source, yeah. rather than these merchandisers my source. And I just like. I felt like the culture of our business didn't match myself as the creator, and so now I, I like Jeff and I. Before we made the decision, we went out to dinner, and it, it, this thought came to our head, and we were like, "What if we got away from that space?" And we literally felt like this like huge weight off our shoulders, like just this, this relief of like, "Oh my gosh, can you imagine?" And there's millions of businesses out there that are successful just being wholesale retail. And that's what all we wanted to do is just go back to wholesale retail and be, and we were going to do brand ambassadors, which is like really big right now. That was our goal. And uh, we still want to do that. And we still feel like there's a possibility we could still be this amazing brand and this amazing company without being an MLM, you know? And so that's my goal. Like, I still want to do good. I still want to yeah. be good. I still want to create smiles and build oh, yeah. confidence. I still want to create amazing, amazing clothes. Like, I am in a freaking amazing designer. Like,
1: oh, yeah. I'm
3: amazing at what I do, and I think that's what's hard because I've been robbed of that. Like, yeah. right now, like, I I feel like what I do, I can't do, and I'm I'm losing my sense of like, who am I? It's like, yeah, I'm a mom. I have four kids. I love being a mom, but when I've been working my entire life, and then now I'm like, I. I I literally am like forced to just being home with my kids all day. And it's been an um, incredible teaching experience to be home with my kids all day.
0: <laughs> like it has just been very
3: like, okay. They're like my greatest teachers and every day I'm learning and learning from them. And, but it's just been challenging to say the least, you know, when like I am this an entrepreneur at heart and I'm, you know, sometimes I listen to your replays and I'm just like, like there's so many things where I feel convicted to do, but then I'm like, I can't do that right now. And so I think that's why I've just been like, so even hesitant to like talk and say something. Cause I've just, I've just been in this, you know, the space of just,
0: yeah, well, that's okay. That's, this mucky middle <laughs> protein, because all of a sudden it's like this, like lens and how you see the world, even though that's not the only way. Um, yeah. Well, have you heard of the, it's like seeing green. It's like, Oh, I
3: used to see yellow. Yeah. And then, then I, then I saw blue, you know, and I was like, Whoa. And now I see green. And so it's like, I feel like that's my life experience. It's like, I no longer see yellow and, and blue. I see green. Yeah. And so,
0: yeah, I guess the big questions that I have for you is like, how do we get you creating again? Um, creating will solve a lot of your problems. I think so too. My husband says I,
3: and I think it's hard because we've I I created all last year we designed everything for 2022 everything's done all the design elements all we were doing fittings we were doing strike offs everything and then it just stopped and so it's like it's so hard for me to like put so much of my heart and soul into creating and then to like not have it and so it's like I I had everything plugged in for you know fall winter spring summer I just I I had it's in my computer, it's in my Dropbox, it just can't, it just hasn't been able to like see the world, you know? And then I get I get into that fearful space and it's of like, well, does anybody even want to see what I've created? Does anybody even want to still support dot dot smile? You know, like does anybody still support us, you know? And so it's like I get into that bad space sometimes.
0: Yeah, which is interesting because when you when you have those doubts, right? you don't go and promote anything. And so guess what? No one gets uh-huh. to support of dot, dot, small. Like you, it's like a self-fulfilling yeah. Pros- prophecy. Yeah. Everything we do is a self-fulfilling prophecy, but what's cool is yeah. you get to decide what the, like the self-fulfilling prophecy will be. What do you want it to be, Nicole?
3: I don't even know. I feel like I need to figure that out.
0: Like I see this as like the opportunity for you to create a comeback if you want it to be, yeah what if your best customers don't even know you yet how would you operate in your business if your best most raving customers don't even know your name don't even know you exist yet how would you reach them totally and i have felt that i have felt that what if your I best have, ambassadors like... don't even know you either they're gonna be like the people that like spread the good word they're influencers with huge audiences who love your worth they don't know you yet and like just one post one share you're you're back in business yeah what would you do who would you be talking I would with? do it yeah I would
3: I would I would I yeah I totally would I like I started just like talking to a friend that does a lot of brand ambassador in her mm-hmm. business and like she's like that's all we do to promote and like she's like doesn't spend any money on marketing and I'm like whoa like that's incredible and so I've talked to her a lot like I feel like I've done the work to get to that place I just haven't yeah. done it you know yeah. and it's just taking that step And it's just, there's so, there's a lot of um, self-limiting beliefs within myself because I feel like I've been, I've been kind of knocked down the last couple of months. And so just picking myself back up and create again.
0: Yeah. Like you said. (laughs) And like, let today, because like this, this moment never comes where you're like, I'm back, right? I'm back. That that (laughs) happens here. You could decide right now that you're back. Yeah nothing has to nothing like there's not going to be some like magical moment this could be the magical moment like it's it's, it's not like it doesn't exist outside of you it's created by you yeah
3: yeah I mean I've I am a big believer in like the present moment and the power of now and like all of all of that not just with like Eckhart Tolle but I feel like just being aligned with heavenly father I feel like that's his will and that's his timing and like that's what I feel like that's when I'm connected to him the most and it's like I know that like he wants nothing but us to feel joy and happiness and like he has nothing but love for us and but these experiences also are a part of his love
0: for us too and so yes and he also gave you your agency to create yeah yeah and so it it, and, and that's thought. what I
3: was going to say, it's just like, I'm not going to wait. It's not like, Oh, I'll be happy. If I'll be happy yeah. when it's like, no, you can be happy now. Yes. And that's the, like, I really, I really love happy pocket full of money. There's a, it's the one about happiness is a choice. Yeah. And like, I did, I like that. I read that chapter so many times because there are so many times where I'm, i I feel like, will I ever be happy again?
1: Yeah.
3: Will I ever like when people, somebody asks me, how are you doing? Will I ever say I'm doing good? You know? And it's like, Nicole, you are good. You can be good. You, you know, like it's right now. You're good right
0: now, you know. Right. So I think that now you're in a transition phase. You know, one of the most powerful things that I did when I was in a situation that felt it it, like it wasn't the same, but it felt very heavy to me. I started writing the story of like my comeback. Like I literally wrote this in my journal, like what happens next? And it was all imaginary, right? Like I didn't know it was gonna happen but it started like allowing me to see creative solutions and like how I would tell the story of my comeback. Like, okay, in five years, you and I go to Lent, what happens now? Like, tell me what, like in five years, like, well, I started reaching out to people. Like I had two key influencers that started promoting dot, dot smile. And like, they had huge audiences and like all these new customers started finding me they started telling their friends and like, they believed in our mission so much that they shared with their friends. And like, we had our highest income month ever in this <laughs> season, right? Then I hired people, and like then I started <laughs> getting designing again. And my best designs came out of my sorrow and grief because I tapped into something bigger than me. Like that's the story we tell. Yeah, yeah, you restructure. No, it, and I love that. But it's now we're like, what are we creating? What's the story? I love
3: that. I love that. I honestly do. And I, I feel like that's kind of, I've just been like stuck in like this limiting of just like what happened in the past and like, what, what, what if this happens and it hasn't even happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just recreating, recreating that story and and what can come of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we have to go through the hard, dark times to do that spiritual work but that spiritual work serves a purpose so that we can get back to the place of being a powerful creator again, not to stay here. The point, in my opinion, I love Eckhart Tolle. And I love a lot of the teachings of like, you know, making peace with the present moment. And then what? Mm -hmm. Then we we get to work. Then we have the vision again, right? Um, it's Not a place to stay. It's a place to build on.
3: Yep. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I'm doing a lot of inward work, inner work, but I also feel like I'm at a place where I'm just like, okay, get up and go do something now. Yes. You know,
0: I, I think you're ready to, even if it's just so like designing too. and it might never see the light of day, like design something, create something for the love of it. Cause you love this. World. Yeah, like You started the business in the first place, heal your soul that way. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: it's funny because I actually like started my business. I was a hair and makeup artist for 13 years and I was gone a lot. I worked in the salon and then I like did weddings on the weekends and I was gone. I missed my kids games and recitals and stuff. Cause I was working and did weddings. And so I started Dot Dot Smile so I could be home more with my kids. And yeah. it's like, Oh, <laughs> look, I'm home more with my kids. Yes. You got It's what you evolved wanted. over the years, but it's like, it's just kind of ironic how like, okay, here we are, you know? And thank you I appreciate all of that
0: yeah we this call maybe um, yeah I thought the same thing
3: I'm like I should probably
0: re-watch. sometimes it hits differently when you watch it again but yeah. like I'm not afraid for you because you've done it once you built something amazing once and now you have even more wisdom and spiritual alignment for the next thing that you're going to build like it's going to be even better and more epic and more service focused and more abundant And we're like Mm -hmm. successful because of this work, like truly, like that's the story it's going to be even better.
3: better. And it's funny because like, I have had conversations with lots of people where I I feel that I literally feel that
0: I see it. I just don't know how or when Well, you're waiting for the magical moment that doesn't exist. yes, Yes. Yes, totally.
3: Right. And, but then I've also have felt in like numerous experiences of just like, being in, in just those moments of just communing with God and like feeling him and like, and like reading my scriptures and listening to talks. And like, I felt over and over and over, like have faith and be patient. And it's just like, okay, like I I feel it, but I just don't. And it's like, just his timing is so not ours and what our desires are. So not what we think, but it's like, it is what's best for us, you know, and his timing is miraculous it's perfect it's great like his yeah. his plan is perfect and so yeah it's just going back to like okay like faith and patience but also like you said like it's not going to be this big and I don't feel like it's going to I have felt yeah. that like it's just going to be
0: by and by like you know just one day it'll just yeah. I listened okay to talk here we go from a guy whose business failed very similar um like totally failed though he didn't even restructure I think he lost everything and he was praying because he was like, what do I do? And the voice that he heard was like, take a knee, follow mm-hmm. me, be mm-hmm. free. Is like the his little thing. And when he talked about this story, it was like, I was at a real conference. But he was like on the stage and he's like doing all this dramatic stuff. But like, you could feel the power of like submitting to something for the highest good of all. Right. Like yeah. God has all of us in his, in his mind's eye, right. He wants all of us to win. So creating something that's for the highest good of all sometimes means we have to like submit, you know, Yeah. what you did complete surrender. Yeah. And you've done, like, I really feel that you've done that now it's like create again. You did it. You submitted now what? I'm
3: feeling that like more and more. And it it makes me emotional just because it's just like, I just, Have been really scared to, to like take that leap of faith, and then I'm because I've never like had people just be so mean to me on internet, and like not like it's it's been really hard. Like I've never had haters like that. Don't
0: let them rob you of the dream, though. Don't let them be the reason that you don't show up. Like think about what kind of person has (laughs) like when people are hating on the internet. I'm like they live a sorry life. If that's yeah, and what I, I'm doing.
3: Yeah. And I, I you know, you, what we know is just like, you know, people that hurt people are hurt, hurting, yes. you know, it's that mirror syndrome. It's like, I know that they're hurting, but I also like, I don't want to be their punching bag. Yeah. And, and
0: don't let them be the reason you don't show up there. You're giving them so yeah. much power. I
3: am. I am. I am. Cause I just get nervous. So I think it's just like, okay, just showing up and just not block them. And it's, I, my, I mean, my friend, yeah, my friend, she's just like, Nicole, you need to block and delete yeah. comments. Block like and you need move, to
0: move forward. Yeah. Yeah. But then you I was work starting work. to get
3: like chastised, like, oh, you're blocking and deleting people. And it's like, yeah, I am. This is my business. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to come on here.
0: I would. You okay, have that. Well, I, thank you. Yes. You have that. Right. You don't have to do any thought work about them. You just like, and yeah, they're distracting me. <laughs> I have, I have work to do yeah because you do. Yeah. I love it. I love
3: it. Yep, I do. Thank you. I'm so glad I got
0: on here. Yeah. I'm glad you did too. This is powerful. Let me know how it goes. Okay. I
3: will. I will. Okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you everyone else. Um, I'll see you guys on Monday for our next call. Um, we'll do some more coaching, but this was good. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the coaching matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode. Bye.